0: Things Come in Threes. We have Ghostbusters, not the woman one. That's a separate film. We have <laughs> the Alien trilogy. I'm not accepting anything else. We've got the Terminator trilogy. I'm not accepting anything else. Yeah. Um, and we have The Expendables. <laughs> Guys. Uh, what's your. Are you accepting that? <laughs> I'm accepting. Well, yeah, it's, it's a trilogy, isn't it? There's not been a fourth. There, there has not been a fourth one yet, has there? Uh, Star Wars album. trilogy. Star Wars trilogy as well. Of, of course, the original. Exactly, exactly. And yes,
1: that's it. We've been chomping at the bit to speak about the third film. And I got a feeling, yet again, as in the second film, our opinions could divide. But James, you weren't here for the first one or the second one. Have you seen either of those films?
0: I, I watched the second one ages ago. I did watch the first one, planning to be here, but I wasn't. And so the What second would you one, give them, mate? What would you? Uh, first one I really enjoyed. Second one, no, it was it was just okay, but I really really enjoyed the first one. Um, yeah, that was everything that the expender was, was meant to be, and now we're onto and obviously now we're on to the third one. Wow, which... we could
1: actually be in the same camp on this one. You know what I mean? I could have a, an ally.
0: Well, well, the third one, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I I mean, I guess let's get let's get into it. But interesting, if they're going to do a fourth one, guys. One question I did want to uh, uh, ask you, uh, both of you was, who, what other people that haven't been in the first two as, fl- as full time character would you cast in the fourth one? I and mean, well, we the first sp- three. spoke about this, didn't we? We said oh, like, yeah? Nicholas Cage. Oh yes, Nicholas John Cage, Cena. The Rock, John Cena, The Rock, yeah, Vin Diesel. Do
1: it. Um, yeah, Vin yeah, Diesel. Diesel. That's a good one. People whose characters or careers are kind of like flaggings. Uh Steven cigar we turned it down, but. Um Steve go. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, he, he, he he to make to wield in, wouldn't he? Just, you know,
0: they should make him it. the bad guy and and make him die p- really painfully. Like um, like it uh, takes 10 minutes for him to die. I can't believe to... Danny Trejo not been in any of these, honestly. That's a good point. You're right. <laughs> That's a very good point. That would be hilarious. Yeah,
1: he's been in everything else. And Samuel Jackson as well. He's been in everything. So But
0: I think Danny Trejo will have to go in as Machete though, wouldn't he? That Character, oh, he would so have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah,
2: he'd actually have to be Machete, you're right. Yeah, he
0: would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes, and regardless
1: of his age, he'd have loads of fanny after him, like he yes. was. <laughs> like yeah, it <he> does, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely superb. But yeah, I mean, it's 2014. I mean, it's uh, it's quite incredible, really, that they ended up making another one, but they still make profits, these films do, regardless of what anyone says. And it's not in America. I mean, this budget for this was 80 million and it grossed 39 million um, in the US and Canada, opening weekend being 15 million. And then gross worldwide was 214 million. So clearly across Europe and Asia, there are people really enjoying the Expendables. And it's down to those like, countries that they keep producing more and more films.
0: Well, it's like the Avengers, isn't it, of superheroes, but these are 80s and 90s action stars, isn't it, really, all getting together for a film, which is why you go and watch it, I guess. You don't really watch it for the eclectic storyline, so it's going to be life-changing, do you? Well, no, no, you certainly don't. I mean,
1: as usual, we are going to rip these films apart and spoil them in many ways by probably saying naughty words, but the storyline for this one the is Barney's. As the rest. It pretty much. Barney, Sylvester Stallone, Christmas, Jason Statham, and the rest of the team come face-to-face with Conrad Stonebanks, played this time by Mel Gibson, whose career was obviously flagging. who so Years ago, co-founded the Expendables with Barney. Stonebanks subsequently became a ruthless arms trader. Um, and Someone who Barney was forced to kill, or so he thought. Stonebanks um who alluded to this death once before is now making his mission to end the expendables. But Barney has other plans. Barney decides to fight old school or blood to blood and brings a new era of expendables. Um which is a lot to talk about. Um recruiting individuals who are younger and faster and more tech savvy. They fuck up their mission completely which means the old Expendables have to go in and suddenly the conscience that Barney did have vanishes down the toilet. So the film has got the weakest storyline going and it's got so many MacGuffins in this, it's unbelievable. It really, really is. It's quite incredible.
0: <laughs> I know, mate. It, I know, it should have been called cool, The Expendables 3, uh, the problem with millennials, really, shouldn't it? Um, it's just
1: I mean... unbelievable. It really is. But what is good, what is a constant, I, I really enjoy the start of these films because it always involves some amazing heist and some uh, fucking really, really good over the top action. And this the start of this film doesn't disappoint when it turns out to be the rescue of Wesley Snipes.
2: Good old Wesley Snipes.
1: I love Wesley Snipes. I love he's, the Blade films. They're fucking brilliant films. They really are. He is, he is,
2: he he is good. He's a good addition to this franchise, I have to say. When I when I first saw he was on it, I was like all oh, bloody hell. But I actually enjoyed his character quite a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's great. And it's funny because he was gonna play Terry Cruz's character, but due to his tax evasion, he wasn't allowed to leave America. So <laughs> he wasn't allowed. To. And they do... He (laughs) he mentions it himself. Why did he go to prison for tax evasion? Which was... Oh, (laughs) oh,
0: yeah, doesn't (laughs) it? Yeah, yeah, which is the truth.
1: And I like Mel Gibson. I think Mel Gibson can play a really good baddie. Yes. And he does it so well in this. And he's one of the people who we've done so many reviews on, especially of our Lethal Weapon. But I think in this film, he's really good. He seems like he's having a lot of fun on camera. And I like what he's doing.
0: Well, I think people have forgotten... Oh, sorry, sorry, Neil. No, go on, no, go on. I think people forget that Mel Gibson is actually quite an accomplished actor when you look at uh, the history of you know, you know, his filmology and what he's done. And he has played completely different roles, like romantic from like, romantic comedies to Mad hmm. Max to to Lethal Weapon to like was it No More Mister Nice Guy? I forgot. I forgot that film. Um, with the title of it. That's quite good. But he does play. He has played really, really good roles, and I think I think because. Of his recent controversial past, where people forget that he is actually very good at what he does.
2: That's what I was yes. going to say. He's probably the best actor in this film. Yes, all round actor. He's by far better than anyone else that's in it, and he makes a very, very, very good bad guy.
1: Oh, without a doubt, and it's it's nice to see him back. And I like the I kind of I like Antonio Banderas and his acting in this is so good that he's meant to be annoying and I find his presence on the screen really, really irritating. (laughs) So I don't know whether that's just amazing acting or terrible writing. I honestly don't know, but it is really, really irritating. Harrison Ford as well. And I think it's really funny that Harrison Ford was asked three days later, he was on set filming because Bruce Willis was offered $750,000 a day and he wanted a million dollars a day. And they said, no, piss off. That's just ridiculous. And they got rid of him and uh, within three days they'd uh, signed on a dotted line Harrison Ford to come in. So it's funny, I mean why would Bruce Willis, with all of his money want more money? It's just ridiculous greed, isn't
2: it? It is greed, that was. and that's the whole point. Did anyone else think that Harrison Ford looked older in this than he did in any film he's done since?
1: He, he does just, look old in this.
2: He really does, doesn't he?
1: He's not very mobile, is he? No, really.
2: bless him why would you want a million pounds it's just
1: yeah, a day
2: a day as well it's just absolutely unbelievable
1: yeah that's they so, i'm pleased they got rid of him and i quite like kelsey Grammer as well i know it's only a very bit part but i think he's a nice addition and i struggle with the new additions um victor ortiz was um, the boxer uh ronda russi who's the mma fighter uh, what was it Kellen Lutz and the last one is Glenn Powell? None of them really make any impression on me apart from uh, Ronda Rousey, who plays Luna.
0: Yeah, but Why I think does that's the way she make an impression, though. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, she's part of the UFC. She's now in WWE wrestling, um, and I, I think also because she's the only girl, and I'd argue that the average Joe who well, know Ronda Rousey compared to all the other new people probably because if anyone's ever watched UFC or y- y- etc then you'd, you'd know who Ronda Rousey is the other people not so much no exactly. spot on I didn't know I
1: didn't I've got to admit I didn't I, even know who Ronda Rousey was
2: no I definitely knew who she was because of the UFC and she's yeah. she's a very famous fighter isn't she and she's because she's moved yeah. away from USC now and sort of did modeling and acting and all sorts so she's yeah she's quite a big name but yeah. no the rest of them didn't have a fucking clue so and I knew, no knew Victor
1: went. Ortiz I knew who he was
2: what's he what's he been in then just to oh he's try a and boxer the, oh was he yeah oh there we go then I can't even what? tell you what he no yeah, but therein
0: lies the biggest problem, I think, with 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 this film, because you're used to this new bunch of people, and if you, or, or even Wesley Slade, he's a new character in it, you really like him. But they go away, the new guard come in. and I'm not being funny. Uh, one scene with Antonio Banderas, I know it's annoying the first time we get introduced to him. There's more charisma from that from that whole scene with Antonio, as annoying as he is, than the whole of the new cast put together when you take the whole film, and that's the main problem with it. We do. But I think other than Ronda, maybe we, we, we care very little about this new group. And the story is they're taking over the group we love. So naturally, we're going to be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. We, we we came here to see the Wesley Snipes, you know, like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. We came here to see the, the, you know, the Bradley the, the, um, Couture's, not these new guys. I don't give a shit. And that put me on the back it straight away.
2: True. I think going off to Kelsey Grammer. Um I found that his relationship with um Sliced Alone, even though they're only in the film probably together what, twenty minutes? hmm Is better than this like relationship between him and Jason Statham for the last two films put together. It was oh, more wow, believable. I saying something? But it wa it just to me yeah. it was more believable because and I know that I I don't like Jason Statham, but Kelsey is such a better actor that he made it believable.
1: Yeah, he's got real easy screen presence, isn't he, Kelsey yeah. Grammer, and it, everything he does, whereas everyone else is over-the-top macho testosterone, and it, it's yeah, it, It's quite comical. It, they're all a trope, really, aren't they? And I think that's hmm. why it's hard to take them serious and believable.
2: Definitely.
1: But, yeah, I completely agree, but I, I really enjoyed the start of this film. I really enjoyed the action. I found it really entertaining, and it did make me laugh. Where obviously they re- they rescue Wesley Snipes in a like a, a daring kind of train of heist where he's on there and they take out all the guards. He's on a helicopter and there's explosions and shootings and it just goes on the right amount of time. But what made me laugh was when they rescue Snipes and he's on the plane and he gets Dolph Lundgren Gunner's um, knife to shave his beard off <laughs> and he shaves his beard off perfectly as I if he's know. had like a big razor and it's uh, <laughs> that, that always makes me laugh that it's ridiculous oh,
2: yeah <laughs> it's, it, you're completely right mate and the bit before that as well where the train is blatantly careering towards the base and yes. the general just stands in the middle of it yeah <laughs> waiting to be run over it's just like what <laughs> why would you do that it was exactly.
1: just stupid. <laughs> you got the alarms going, you got everyone shooting, but he's just standing there, oblivious to uh, <laughs> everything.
2: Yeah, it's like, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, and then he gives himself a, a dry shave perfectly. Not one nick.
1: Yeah, it's so, so funny. But I do like uh, Snipes' screen presence on here. He's got good chemistry um, with uh, uh, Stallone. And it's great, because it has got a very quick sense of humor just like in blade he's very cool and he's really good physically um, at fighting and he makes it look really effortless and it's i think he's a really really good addition um especially as well shortly terry cruz is going to be out of this and you learn that after the rescue they go on, on to a uh, another mission and this is really bizarre because they go and um kill some guy and this again this is he goes to meet drummer um with and the drummer sent him on this mission uh, to go and kill this guy who's an arms dealer that's all he's got is a name um and that's it but you meet terry cruz who's got this massive gun and he goes on about it but you never see him fire this gatling gun do you, yeah, you it's do. just When do you see him fire it? I've looked, even today when I watched it, I couldn't see him fire the Gatling gun.
2: Yeah, because Dolph Rundgren turns around and says, yeah, that's all good, but you'll be blown out in 10 seconds. Mm. And he goes, oh, you've got that problem as well, making a joke about his libido. And then he goes on the boat and he shoots off the Gatling gun and it lasts 10 seconds. And he goes, see, 10 seconds.
1: (laughs) I never even. do you know, I watched it to try and look at him, shoot that fucking gun. I could not see it at all.
2: It's a minigun. He just picks... Yeah. He shoots it and he goes, what the hell? Because it runs out of bullets within seconds. Jeez. And he sort of takes the piss out of him for it. So... That's
1: weird. I'll have to watch that again and find out what he actually did. Watch it, but... <laughs> Fucking hell. Shows you what attention I pay, doesn't it, Clearly, to do these things? I'm lacking. But what did you think at the start of this, Jay? Did you in, um This mission they go on to kill the arms dealer. Did Were you bored of this? Was it just a non No, um
0: no, I thought that the, uh, I think the sad thing is I thought the first half hour of the film, especially in the beginning, was the best bits. Uh, it's very, it very much reminds me of the way the way they've done it. of um, You know, like the James Bond for the first like five ten minutes before the initial credits was quite crazy. Mm. Yeah. And I thought and I thought that was really nice. So, you know, loads of a- loads of action set pieces. They go and rescue Wesley Snipes. And then very quickly we, we learn who the villain of Mel Gibson, who the villain is in the in, in the piece. Um it would have been, it almost would have been nice maybe if we got a flashback at some point as to why they don't like each other rather than just say it, you know, like a two, three minute flashback. I don't know. Um, no, I but, agree. I agree. Yeah.
2: You yeah. have yeah. to wait a long have meant time, my... don't you, for that to be explained. It's yes. Literally not until the very end. Yeah. Even
0: well, at the yeah. beginning, if they put 1970, whatever, you know, and they have like a young Stallone. Or, you know, CGI, I'm younger and stuff. And a and, and, and Mel Gibson maybe. And then you see Mel die, which is then why you understand why they're so shocked. And you could be with like a young Wesley Snipes, couldn't they? Um, you know, and that, you could have filmed that scene, what, five minutes, you know, you know three, four minutes. And I think um, it's kind of, you, you know, um, show don't explain kind of scenario, isn't it? That some filmmakers have a problem with. And that would have been better, I think, to see it rather than have it been yeah. explained.
1: But it's weird because, he's meant to have killed Stonebank as part of a, a CIA mission. And mm. though, but when he sees Stonebanks, rather than keep his call cool and just take him out of a headshot and go, well, he's dead now. He just fucking freaks out and just shouts out his name ri- ridiculously before shooting, which blows the cover of everyone. And uh, which leads to a, a good shootout, but it, it just isn't like him. It's not like his character to do something as stupid as that. And, I don't think I can even give it any credit by saying, well, he's in shock. Yeah, he's in shock, but it it was so tropey. It really was. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm watching it now. I can actually see Terry Crews pick up that gun. Thank you. Isn't it? Nineteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Gone. I must have been not looking for 10 seconds twice whilst watching this. And I just missed that bit completely because I didn't even remember Dolph Lundgren being in the boat with him
2: because so, he's snipering people isn't he he's like picking them off and stuff and it's nice that they actually use his sniper thing from the original film Yes, that you can pick people off it's, there's a bit more continuity in this film in relation to the characters though we don't get as much of them as we want
1: yeah and this film was I think in America this was a PG really? And, yeah and, it's a 12
0: here isn't it was it a 12? yes yeah, it was the
1: biggest mistake that he made um but to get a wider, it was told to, to get a wider audience. And he says it like he'd never do anything like that again. So when the next film comes out, he says it isn't going to be uh, a PG. He says, because it ruined it because he wanted that level of violence, which added to the entertainment and people's expectations whilst watching these films, because the first one, Dolph Lundgren shot that geezer in half. And the second one, people were getting just wiped out completely and stabbed with knives and throats cut. Uh, it is what you want as an audience to to see that gore over yep. the top action. And in this, you yep. just don't see it. You don't see anyone. Even when Wesley Snipes um, cuts people's throats, you don't see it. You just hear him say like, jingling, jingling. Um,
0: it's a, a yeah. shame. I like still that. It's still quite violent, that's...
2: though, isn't it, for a, a PG or a 12? Because oh, yeah. even though you don't see the blood, you see him, you know, doing yeah. the action of cutting his you, you see the action, throat. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah but you don't you don't see the result with the violence which I think was as she said really good about the first two isn't it and it, they, they kind of Robocop 3 it 3 it didn't they with Robocop 3 it became hmm. a PG and it was really shit um because people yeah. watched that for the violence and stuff and they well, yeah, they kind of did that here you're right because you, I, when I first went on it I was like 12 okay uh question mark you know and then and yeah, yeah I did I did notice uh, that cool. although you had good stuff going on it was very much toned down and it's funny, isn't it? When studios do that, they clearly do it for the money and it's nearly, in every scenario, it's to the detriment of the film.
2: We've always yeah. said it though, haven't we? Every time we yeah. have said it. But I'll be honest, I went on to it thinking it's going to be an 18, 15 at the minimum. I didn't mm. even look at the age rating. I just sort of knew what it was going to be because we've obviously watched the first two mm. knowing that it's just a violence fest. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly didn't realise, I've obviously been sort of my feelings around it being been completely nullified. I just knew what I was expecting. I just didn't even miss the fact the blood was there. It didn't oh, really? Cause I it didn't it. take it out for me at all because it was still really violent. But mm. without, I just didn't notice that there was no blood. It was quite strange. Yeah, I dropped the
1: F-bomb a few times, don't they? Yeah. Which, um, which you can, do, I think, uh, there's a certain amount of times when you can say certain words. but And it's interesting because when uh, Mel Gibson as a lesson to Stallone takes out Terry Crews and shoots him in the leg and then shoots him in the bum. It's all very kind of like comical. And even though the explosions behind him, he's got an injury to his chest. I I don't quite see how that works, but it's, I I wouldn't have missed it if Terry Crews would have died, to be honest. I was
0: literally just about to say that to ask you that. Would it have been a better film? Would it have meant more? had Terry Crews died? I think it would have been, and I didn't, we spoke about
1: this in the last one, or the one before, and I didn't want Terry Crews to die, because he actually had something, but I think being at the start of this film, where he's he actually given nothing, and you're not invested in him in this film, you kind of expect it to a certain degree, that one of them's going to die, but what I don't get is the chain of events, what this sets off, is that Stallone from this, having failed to kill, Um, Stonebanks and Cruz being critically injured and they believe he could die is why um, Stallone gets a conscience and disbands all of the Expendables. But when you had that young kid last uh, week in Expendables 2 who got shot, who was a sniper. Yeah. And he got shot, executed right in front of Stallone. They still carried on the mission. They still stay together. I mean, I, I don't see the difference in this. I don't see why this is the trigger for him to disband the whole unit and go on a solo mission of revenge, it, it doesn't really make any sense to me.
0: No. Mm. And that's where the film starts to unravel for me. That's where it started to become not as good as the, well, the other two. Ooh. Yeah.
2: God. The thing is, I found I didn't like the fact that Terry Crews got shot. I like the fact that someone important did rather than him, like the other one last week. Where we didn't give a shit about him because he'd been in the film two minutes and he had no backstory, but because I've watched the first two, I had I had a lot of, you know, love for Terry, and it was it sucked that he got shot, and in the back of your mind, you are like, is he gonna make it or not? So mm. it it had it had an effect on me, um, but I have yeah, but-, to, but then obviously he does get a conscience, doesn't he? Because having him in the in the um hospital dying he doesn't want to lose any of his any more of his mates and they make a point of it later don't they of all the chains the dog tags sitting up there and stuff like that and i think it's trying to get to the human side of um sliced alone's character that the fact that you know he actually does care about these people and he doesn't want to lose any more of his they're more friends now than they are colleagues
1: Because I never thought that was a problem. He was always the one for me who had the conscience. So this was Mm -hmm. nothing new to me, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, no, I I do agree. I do agree with that. But I think they needed to try and take it in a different direction. Because otherwise you're just copy and pasting one and two, aren't you? Whether it was the right decision or not is up for debate. And I suspect we'd all probably turn around and say it, it wasn't. But otherwise, you, you're basically just doing one and two, aren't you, for a third time?
1: So I think you're doing number two out of this one anyway, with regards to exactly the same with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hmm. Obviously, you don't, haven't got that backstory where he should have killed him. But apart from that, it's a revenge mission to go and get him. And, oh. and, it, and that's what I don't understand, because it's exactly the same circumstances. But he didn't disband him last time. This time he did
2: the reason being is the fact that he knows how dangerous stonebanks is whereas he didn't know the other one he just thought that they're a badass bunch and they can go and kill anyone he knows how dangerous stonebanks is and he thought he'd already killed him and all right it was tropey but the fact that he saw him alive after all these years and and stuff like that he just it freaked him out and he's like fuck me i you know i'm going to go and do this but i don't want anyone else i care about
1: to die but then he hasn't got a conscience if he gets those younger kids fully aware that it's a one way mission he
2: tells them though that doesn't he when he's recruiting he says this is a one way mission yeah so he doesn't care care. well because he cares about his friends he wants soldiers
1: but if you've got a conscience you fucking just wouldn't do that to me it makes no sense at all
2: it doesn't it doesn't because i get what you're saying but he has a conscience because he cares about the people he cares about if you're a soldier and you're just a gun for hire and you doesn't you don't know that person from Adam, why would you care? Because you know they're only there for the money.
1: Yeah. I mean, James, when you were a soldier stroke wrestler, what do you think? was <laughs> what, <what's> your stance <laughs> on this?
0: God's <laughs> Poor sake. Bloke. Poor bloke. I bloke. well, I am still yeah, I still think Terry Gree should have died. Um or because you've got this you've got this really you've got this amazing talented guy. I think he's really funny. I love him in Brooklyn nine nine. You either use him in the film or you make him a sacrifice and they didn't do either really, did they? But I get it why I, I get what Neil's saying there, where because of what happened, I think even if he had died, Stallone's character does kind of like Barney he does grow that he does grow that conscience, doesn't he? He doesn't want anyone else to die, which is then why he really is quite passionate about losing this New millennial, millennial team Uh later on, you know, which which, which plays into it. But uh, yeah, it's just did ter-
2: did Terry Crews have something else he was doing? Because that's, yeah, that's he was the doing Brooklyn thing, 99 nine at the yeah. time. Ah, oh, there we go. Because it's the same as um matey boy Jet Lee last film, wasn't it? He was only in it for a few minutes because he was filming something else or something, wasn't he? So yeah, I it's the same they, with this
1: one as well. Yeah. He was only in it for three minutes, I think. So. Exactly. It's still
0: needed. But yeah, I I really missed. After watching the first, I really missed Jetley's character because I thought he was actually really, really good. Did, yeah. you know Oh yes. Yes, yeah. He was brilliant. He was a nice little character, nice, nice bit of comic comic relief, and he had really good banter with 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 the other people, and and I think good chemistry. It was brilliant. Um, and this film would like the second one, but this film really missed him.
1: Yeah, we said that about the second one, where he had a lot more fight yeah. scenes and a more input, and it it was uh more of a, kind of a character you invested in and the same with Terry Crews and we did speak about what would make it better last time um, we were saying I wouldn't want Terry Crews to die probably uh, Randy <laughs> Couture we could take him dying oh, because he didn't have much to do
0: but, you know, he's just there as Randy yeah. Couture isn't he? he is and the same with yeah. this
2: film he still doesn't do anything right. I don't see the point of him being there at all to be honest just... well then no. he should have been the one that died I completely <laughs> I agree but there again, he obviously didn't have anything else to do. He didn't do yeah. anything in this film, but he didn't have anything else to do that outside. Surprises of it. me
1: surprises so. <laughs> me. What did you think about the, it wasn't really a, a montage of meeting the new characters, but when he went round to to get his new team of, um, kind of five soldiers or four soldiers, I thought it was way too padded out. The only one I, I t- it's just too tropey and it didn't explain enough, and it was just this was where it suffers being a 12. Because when you get someone like, say, for instance, Rhonda Rousey, that it's just she goes in there, it's really tropy mm-hmm. a woman beating oh, up gosh. four drunk blokes in a club. It's so tropy, it's been done in so many films, and it's it wasn't impressive to me. It, it was just it's been done before, it was boring. I, I wasn't surprised, I knew what was coming. And it's exactly the same for all the other characters. It was really, really pointless. And possibly, if this was a, an 18, she may have been punched a few times. It just would have been more effective, more impactive. It's just a, a shit fight, and
0: it's boring. It really is tropey.
2: Completely agree yeah. with you.
0: I think the only big good bit was when she smashed a glass against the guy's face and didn't expect the way it was going. But yeah, you're mm. right. It was very, uh, yes, um, average yeah Page. um yeah it was
2: uh, it felt it looked forced didn't it the close-ups mm-hmm. of her face grimacing and all this sort of stuff and then saying men and cracking her knuckles and all this sort yeah, of I've got that, yeah. Just, i mean
0: you, you yeah. knew where it was going i thought meeting her for the first time in the hill was nice um and then by the hell walking yeah. off you're right Stu. that was yeah, yeah, yeah it was oh no as Stu said i know where this is going and i just rolled my eyes
2: yeah definitely yeah but I think yeah. that was the same with all of them, wasn't it? And I completely oh, yeah. agree. Other than the scenes between Sly and Kelsey Grammer. they the best thing about was, that part. Definitely. And it was quite good fun, especially when he turns around and he says he had like cancer and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, my God. And he goes, ah, oh, money pulling your leg. I'm fine. But I want yeah. to make sure you had a heart <laughs> and stuff. I thought it was, he played it so well. You, I generally thought he was being honest. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I, like I. <laughs> You know, but when you go to meet all the tropey youngsters and stuff like that, especially matey boy, what's his fucking name? The the guy with the beard that can't take the orders. Oh can oh, um,
1: You've got Mars, who's Victor Ortiz. You've got, no. um, Smiley. Uh, and you've got the, uh, Glen Powell, who's the, the tech kind of guy. Yeah.
0: Not too oh, oh. Powell Is he the cliffhanger? Yeah. I wanted yeah. nothing more than for him to fall down to his death and <laughs> off and go, oh, well, because I think that would have been a
2: much better... It <laughs> would have been yeah. a brilliant yeah. scene. I think so it Glenn again. Powell. It just that character. Not Glenn Powell. It's the other one, the one that... you got Keelan the Lutz. the motorbike at the end. I'm yeah, I think that's...
1: Um, Smiley, I think that's Keelan Lutz. He's yeah. the one who's... Oh. Um, yeah, it's just all fucking irritating. He's the one who jumps off dick. the buildings and shit, yeah. I think. But this
0: whole conversation is proof why this film didn't do what it was intended to. We're getting confused between the new characters, other than the girl, yeah. Um, yeah. because because we didn't care, it, it didn't do its job, it didn't make us care. And they all looked babe, they all pretty much looked the same in terms, of, you know, as in I couldn't tell one from one, one from one from the other. Um, no, and, they're spot on, spot yeah.
2: You're right, because because it's not what you came to watch, is it? Like no. you said earlier, you came to watch the old guys, and then you get these new people, you know, like, I don't give a fuck who you are. If no. you die, couldn't give a shit. Exactly.
0: I think if you wanted to put young people in there, it should have been Mel Gibson had a team of young Expendables versus the old guys. You could have done loads of old guy new people, you know, old guy young kids jokes or something. I think the way they're, they're replacing the team we love was such a silly idea.
1: Yeah, completely. There. The only one I did like was when Kelsey Grammer took Stallone to go and meet this new guy who we didn't know anything about. And it turns (laughs) turns out to be Antonio Banderas. Yes, that was the best bit. Yeah,
2: stop lying on your resume. Stop sending... That was brilliant. It's three this best. week and all this sort of stuff. It's, it, yeah, it's, yeah, you
1: weren't born in nineteen
2: eighty four. I thought that <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> yes. No, but I feel like I was born in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. It's a state of mind and it's art. <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's he is a good he's a great actor, isn't he, old Banderas. He's he's funny. He's oh, funny. funny. It's,
1: yeah. it's brilliant. It always reminds me of Puss in Boots, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. That's the thing though, because you're watching this thinking that the, it's the cat. I often just imagined him being the actual cat in the film. It was, it was quite yeah. weird. Took me out of it a little bit. But
1: Yeah, he's so desperate and he's so keen. But yeah, as you say, the rest of them, you get mixed up as in who's doing what and yeah. what their special skills are. And it's, it's so tropey when they meet the old and the new. And it's just it reminded me of Bad Boys three where will smith meets the the young millennials and the young ones think they're cool and haven't got a clue and the older ones are kind of a lot older and wiser and know what the score is it's it's all been done before and schwarzenegger's back in it and again he gets a few lines he says get to the chopper and he says i lied um, genius from commando yeah it's just i thought schwarzenegger looked like was on holiday he looks really chilled out he's not given a lot to do and i I was really pleased to see him back in this again i think he comes in at the right time after you get too much of the new characters and it's nice to see an old face i don't know whether that was done brilliantly timed or i I just felt like that and it was just too much
2: i I think you're right whether they meant to do it or not is another thing but it did bring you back down didn't it and obviously we just love seeing see him on the screen anyway don't we you know he's not the best actor in the world no one could ever say he is but his delivery and stuff and like you said he looks so relaxed in this film it was it was a welcome addition definitely
1: yeah and it's good i think he must be one of the, the, the top people we've had on this podcast with all of the films done that schwarzenegger must feature really really high up yeah I honestly don't know. I've, ne- I've not had the time, and I won't. I'm not that sad, but to go <laughs> through it. But he's got to be way up there, I think. And well, it's,
2: it's done so many good films, though, hasn't he? You
1: that's know. it. Yeah, testament to his career. Be honest, isn't it? it? Is. That he, he keeps coming back, and there's still more last action hero and films like that that we can still go and talk about. So yeah, he's it's, it's still yet to come. But it's interesting that they come up with the plan. That they're going to go and um, plan to get Mel Gibson. And he's at this kind of art gallery. There's an arms deal going on. And Stallone's idea is going in old school, blowing everything up, shooting everywhere. But these cheesy new millennials have got all tech savvy. They've got drones and they can got card readers and they can hack into CCTV and shit like that. And I quite like that. Uh, I thought it was quite nice for Stallone to do something different. And he had to go this way because these kids just didn't seem capable of doing anything else did they and it was it was a bit stale but i quite like the high-tech sneaky beaky bit for a bit it made a nice change from shooting the fuck out of everyone all the time
2: yeah but they like i said earlier they had to do something different didn't they and i suppose it's the way they had to do it and it was a different way but i don't know whether they were capable or not capable i think proves later on that they are but it's just the new way of doing it it's very mission impossible isn't it yes With all the dressing up and being in the right place at the right time and all this rather than the old school
1: i liked it i thought it was good it's a good way minimal explosions effort bloodshed uh, and they got mel gibson and you do get a bit of a backstory where mel gibson's lets the whole unit know that they were the Expendables and there were so many of them and that he was sent in to kill him and kill one of his own. For me, this story, like a lot of the sentiment in all of these films, had no impact on me whatsoever. I don't know what you guys thought.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, this is one of those things where a cutscene would have been a lot more helpful than him, like a Bond villain, telling everyone what he's going to do
1: yeah you're right jay this would have been the perfect time for a cutscene, wouldn't it
0: yeah,
2: it, yeah I, is this when they're on their plane together after they've got him um
1: this is when they're in the truck and they realize that his watch has um got a, a device in um that he's been tracked and that's when he's he says that um he was oh, sent yeah, to yeah, kill sorry. him and stuff like that and the truck yeah but, i yeah, think
2: and, yeah I, I get what you're saying but it, was, it was it was tropey wasn't it because when this was going on i was like it's the same old thing He's just trying to goad Sly into having a punch up and stuff. And as I was watching, I was like, please don't take his handcuffs off. Please <laughs> yes, that's please right. don't do that. You know, and do a proper sort of lethal weapon thing where they start having a fight in the garden and he tells everyone to step back and all this sort of stuff. That's but... another one, Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary Busey. He could be yeah. in it, couldn't he? Yeah.
1: And who's the one from even Eddie Murphy, you know? God, fucking
2: Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he, he could be. He's, he's talking about people whose careers are on the rocks and shit like that. And um, who's who the Michael, one in 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy? You
2: could oh, put oh, people uh, in from you Beverly know? Hills Cop. Put them guys in the cops in it for that. You
1: could do. Anyone? Make, yeah, Nick. Ah, oh, What's his name from 48 Hours? Oh, God, that's really going to do my head in now.
2: Why don't you put the people in from police academy as well? They haven't done anything for ages.
1: Oh yeah, Mahoney in this. Could you imagine that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hightower and the guy that can do all the voices—you know—it'd be brilliant.
1: <laughs> that would be so funny. And Jones, yeah, that just <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte. That's it. That's it. Well done. Yeah, his career is on the uh, was on the skids, whether he's alive or not. I honestly, don't know, but. Yeah, they could be in number four. It'll be interesting to see. We'll have to put a load of names in and uh, see who wins it. It'll be like Expendables Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Just see who gets the most. It's a game that
2: nobody plays.
1: (laughs) Who cares about. (laughs) It's interesting in this, where Mel Gibson is cable tied with his hands behind his back. They find out it's been tracked and uh, the helicopter flies in and they hit it with a rocket. And conveniently, the back of the van opens and even though his hands are tied behind his back, Mel Gibson rolls down this fucking tarmac road without getting any injury whatsoever. It's so convenient, isn't it? Someone of yeah. his age would have like <laughs> hip problems and everything, anyway.
2: He can but, roll. He knows what he's doing. He's an all-action man. He can, be handcuffed, he can roll. It's fine.
0: Exactly, and I, I like the
1: bit where um, Stallone gets blown off the bridge into the water. That's and if yeah. this was an 18, bearing in mind that these kids mean nothing to Mel Gibson. And all of a sudden, when he's got them lined up, he's a bad person. He'd execute every single one of them. But conveniently, he says, no, they might come in handy. And I thought, fuck you. Handy for what? Yeah. Cleaning the car? Do it what? They don't mean anything to anyone.
0: Oh, yeah. A headshot every one of them, including the girl. That would have meant yeah. a lot. That, that would have raised the stakes of the film, when you would have gone, this guy, oh, I can't wait till he gets his, gets his yeah. up and, you know, and, and we, we probably wouldn't be complaining about not caring about these guys, because that would have solved our problem as well. Yeah, you would don't have meant have to see it, yeah. do
1: you? Just hear the yeah. noise.
0: Four, uh, head,
1: four gunshots, that's it. Yeah. Or how yeah. many other characters there are.
0: Yeah. Like that. And maybe then they're, they're like, that they're dead head just slumping down on, you know, hit hitting the concrete or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so something like that, and that's all you need and then yeah the, the stakes have been high and you think god this guy don't give a shit he's really, you know he's like one of the worst people we've seen in this franchise yeah
2: yeah 100% I agree I, I completely do agree with that to be fair
1: mm. yeah and that's when you he goes back and he sees Arnold Schwarzenegger and he then well goes on a solo mission on his own but surprise surprise the rest of the gang are there and it's suddenly all becomes about family and he's forgotten about his conscience and this is what you should have done in the first place. And that's what I have the problem with. Because he's now... Ex- Why didn't he just accept it and do this in the first place? It's it's just so <laughs> contrived. It's, yeah. just, it's ridiculous. It goes against everything that you thought about originally. He would have just gone there and just fucking done it himself. It's just <sighs> nonsense.
2: I suppose he knows he can't. And after he had that chat with um, Rhonda about the fact that family isn't just you know flesh and blood and stuff it's you know the people that you're with and everything because he has that look on his face of oh you know you're right yeah i shouldn't have dumped them in the first place and he's you can see he's feeling guilty and you know but yes it is it is very contrived and you could you knew it was going to happen didn't you because he's obviously going to start he's going down the runway with um banderas chatting away and you just knew that they were going to step out onto that fucking tarmac and stop the plane and the fact that they're all just in full military gear holding massive machine guns it's just so weird it's like can you just do that can you just walk around completely fucking armed to the gills apparently so (laughs) it's
1: it's nonsense isn't it and again when they're walking through the woods on their rescue mission you get Stallone and Banderas and I don't know why and this must come from Sylvester Stallone because obviously he's involved in the writing of this they have that sentimental chat about when Banderas went on a rescue mission, everyone died, and he was the only one surviving. And I'm sitting there thinking, who gives a shit? I'm not interested. I like Banderas' character. He's amusing, but I'm not invested. If someone took his head off now with a bullet, I wouldn't give a shit. And I don't like these padded-out scenes. I don't know who they're aimed at. If it's a 12, kids certainly wouldn't give a shit about this.
0: Yeah, I think if they wanted us to care more about Banderas' character... and. Add to the comic release, I think it would have been a lot better if, yeah, we're all joking about it. But when it came to it, he's like a real real badass, you know, better than all of them at something. You know what I mean? That's standing Mm. there going, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. He's actually the real shit, despite being really annoying. Maybe. Or something. Yeah. Rather than have some tropey story. You're right.
2: But they do that. They did it in the second one as well, didn't they? With the sniper. You know, Mm. he gave this absolutely bullshit speech that we all sat there going what was the point of that and they're all sitting there looking really sad and solemn about it even though it was a really shit story and they've just done exactly the same with him haven't they they've tried to give him some sort of backstory that we don't really care about and it's completely in the wrong place in the film why on earth would you take him on the mission then go oh i should probably ask him a bit more about himself
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i've never fired a gun before in my life
2: yeah it's all a lie i'm actually a massive coward and i'm more likely to shoot you in the back so i don't get shot
1: yeah, yeah. exactly i like glamping and uh <laughs> i
2: like glamping <laughs> yeah. i go to comic cons uh dressed as soldiers and judge dress yeah Do
1: you know on the last um podcast when i was editing it i went through you know we spoke about how many times that like, the foreshadow of that young kid dying Yeah, I went through and edited all the clips where Sylvester Stallone's talking about how good he is. And when he says, well done and thank you to that young kid, and just put them in like a a montage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
1: So if anyone's not listened to our review of number two, I have uh, I put a montage of foreshadowing. And also from the first one, Neil liked it so much. Uh, if you stick around at the end of the first podcast with the first expendables, there is the lovely poem said by um Jason Statham at the end of the podcast.
2: Oh, I'm glad I haven't finished that one yet, because <laughs> I, like I had to add that in there, mate. I, I know
1: so you so like shit.
2: Fucking penis. <laughs> so,
1: so what did you guys think of the the predictable rescue of the the three millennials? Um, overseen, which literally it is overseen by Mel Gibson um, who can watch them on camera. I found this the start of it really contrived as in he's watching what they're doing on camera and he's not exploding the bomb when he could explode it and he can see and hear what all of them are doing. I, I honestly didn't understand the point of it. I really struggled with this.
2: Yeah, I yeah i can't i can't disagree with you really (laughs) other than the fact that it's like a i'm a better than you type of scenario and i want to see if you can get your way out of it sort of thing but yeah it's it is very contrived and stupid isn't It, it yeah it really is and i have to be honest this scene goes on for far too long
1: Gotcha. You oh, get the arguments, then you get the we're family. We can only get through this by working together. Ugh. And then you get a kind of short montage of weapons being handed out and and people's morales lifted. It's um, and all whilst they're doing that, thousands and thousands of soldiers are surrounding them and it's it's just so tedious. And I found this like I have in every single one the fighting scenes are are good and they're entertaining. But fucking hell, you really do get fatigued whilst watching these, oh, don't God, you?
2: yeah. And why didn't they just, you know, I'm not being funny. They're tech savvy. He's just stopped the whole building being blown up for 25 minutes. But yet they can't figure out to turn off the fucking webcam. <laughs> yeah, I know, when they're being watched.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't understand. Mel Gibson is sitting there listening to them talking about we can block the bomb and stop it exploding. But. But whilst before they do that, he doesn't detonate the bomb. He just looks at them, thinking, "Why are they doing that?"
2: Yeah, but they're even saying, they're even going, "Oh, right, this is our mission. This is what we're going to do." No one's turned the fucking camera off. He's still (laughs) listening, going, "Well, I know what they're going to do now. That's great. Thanks very much."
1: Yeah, it's like when you have like a webcam meeting, and after it, you go, "That was shit," and you haven't fucking turned the camera off. Exactly. (laughs) Completely
2: right. And it's uh, you know they're supposed to be tech savvy millennials as you say and the first thing they do is don't turn the pissing webcam off it's just yeah, yeah. the action's good isn't it and and everything and you're right it's contrived but you, you are right as well my god after about 10 minutes of them shooting people and and stuff you're just like oh come on can we get on get on with it now
1: yeah it's too much what did you think jay
0: were, were you still with it at this time yeah, uh, only just about, just about. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I was rolling my eyes again. It was, it, as as you played that whole scenario out against you, it was pretty ridiculous. And I know these films are kind of tongue in cheek, but I think as you mentioned before, it's so far out, you kind of, it kind of like takes you out of the film, doesn't it? Yeah, and it doesn't, it, it does things
1: that you, you kind of wonder why. Like one of them, Thor, or Thorn, he needs to go up because he's got that and I did quite like the piss take when Dolph Lundgren has got that massive watch thing and he's got it because he saw the young kid have it but he didn't charge it up he just wants to be modern and I I quite like that when they took the piss out of him but I don't understand rather than go up the stairs to the roof because the signal's better that the stairs are clearly there because all the rest of Expendables go up to the roof while the stairs that he decides to (laughs) climb up the lift shaft which is... More effort and it's dangerous. I mean well, he I, gets I told, get it doesn't
2: he? He gets told by Sly, he goes, Right, you up the lift shaft and he's like, Oh man Sly <laughs> so, said, Fuck off Yeah. Probably next to that lift shaft was a perfectly workable set of stairs. Yeah. But he could have walked up and been up there ten minutes earlier. It's just I completely agree. What is what a fucking it's just to show off his ability, isn't it? His uh, parkour let's say that's just nonsense isn't it? Yeah. it
1: it really is that's his special ability if i was there he'd say stuart eat something
2: <laughs> <laughs> cycle 30 miles okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any direction just go around in a circle Just go,
1: but i i like the bit where mel gibson was getting so annoyed that his soldiers weren't killing them and he's like how hard is it to shoot someone And he starts shooting his own men. goes, there you go, I can do it. There you go. (laughs) I thought that was good. His frustration was so much that he turns the gun on his own men and he joins in. And the clock's kind of ticking. Then the introduction of Harrison Ford. I quite like Harrison Ford's introduction. And I thought, again, just when you were getting fatigued, that it is more fighting, but it's a new character and it's in a helicopter. And it rescued this scene a bit with Schwarzenegger out the window and Jet Li out the other window firing massive machine guns I thought it was really good they, they could have done with this earlier and cut out a load more fighting
0: Yeah, best. this is the best part in the, in that last big fight scene I thought yeah, yeah I just, easily I just
2: thought of Paul and yes. the helicopters and, cause wasn't <laughs> oh, lit, yeah. there was not a little hand movements they were big hand movements and I suspect he got quite upset
0: yeah I
2: know. Um, we, we could with his that. technical
1: input today, couldn't we, Definitely. really?
2: Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I
0: reckon he threw something at the TV, and it's math. That's why I can't do the review. watch yeah. you know, the end of the film. We got... <laughs> he's not I'm gone sorry. out.
2: He's broken everything, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs>
0: yeah. In a
1: rage. I feel yeah. like the bit when – I don't know which one it is. It must be Smiley or someone, one of the new millennials, where he's on that motorbike, and to get to the roof, he drives up a ramp, and he must climb about 30 floors of this building – Just in height on his motorbike, then manages to go onto a bar, swing around in a circle, and take out a couple of people. It's by this time I'm like, please just get to the end of the mission. It's way too much.
2: Yeah, that's that (laughs) arrogant twit that I can't stand. Yeah, it's it's bollocks, isn't it? It's
1: It's just it was utter nonsense. But it ends in the uh, they get to the roof and they're all waiting for Stallone. And will they leave him? Of course they won't. But actually, let's go back. The fighting, I really enjoyed, and we've spoken about it before, Ronda Rouse's fighting. I thought it was really, really good, really spot on. Just like Black Widow, swinging around, arm locks, kicking, punching. I loved it. But the, the best part of the fighting for me was her.
2: What I yeah. found more interesting about that is the fact that the more she fought, the more of her outfit disappeared.
1: Yes, it did, and more <laughs> buttons come undone, didn't it? Yeah. It was yeah.
2: Like, how 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 long is this going to go on for, is, you know? Yeah. Is is this a 12? (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) kept looking at the clock. How long's left? (laughs) (laughs) Is a certain bit going to pop off in a minute? Uh, Another 15 minutes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Stretch it out. You've padded this out enough. Just do a bit more. But yeah. Yeah. But no, she is very good, though, isn't she?
1: Yeah, I thought she she was brilliant. And the chemistry with her and Bandera's, I thought, was quite funny. I I, I like that. I know we've. And we have complained justifiably, I think, about in the middle of these heated moments when your life's on the line that you turn around someone and have a joke. But the, the chemistry was really good between both of them.
2: But that's his character as well, though, isn't it? They've always painted him as this nutter that can't stop talking. So it sort of worked for me in that sense. As, I don't know how you felt, James, that you probably hated it. I'd imagine no. Well, what, what what Antonio Banderas talking throughout the whole thing? Well, no, just this. in those moments with like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were quite funny. I thought it was quite oh, funny. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, he is borderline sex pest at one point, though, isn't he? But yeah.
2: Well, you can't blame him. To be fair, she's absolutely stunning, and her outfit's hanging off. But, <laughs> Very true. Yes, yeah, and you, yes. you're being shot by a thousand men, so you know, take your chances what you can.
1: Why I'm not? Sure. Not want yeah. to get out here alive when I'm a virgin. What do you think?
2: <laughs> Just <like> an airplane.
1: <laughs> I've never been with a man before.
2: <laughs>
1: it's brilliant. Oh, uh, classic. And so it, it ends it, predictably with Mel Gibson and Stallone going toe to toe in a bit of an old age his fight at bingo, and it's it's not a bad fight. It's does its job without any climax, knowing that stallone is going to win and again when the roof's crumbling and stallone's running across that i felt sorry for him at his age running across the roof and he jumps onto the rope you just know he's going to be there when you see all of the rest all of the expendables looking with the ridiculous looks on their faces of disappointment it looks so fake and terrible and then our hero swings on a rope and it's just so predictable there there wasn't any excitement it certainly wasn't a cap moment when he bloody brought out Milner and and threw him and caught him and I was high-fiving everyone in the cinema running around at this point (laughs) I was bored
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, the only bit I liked about it was at the end when he's like pull me up and they're like you're not going to fire us again are you yeah I, that i found that a little bit funny. yes that because <clears throat> yes. that's sort of the friendship side if you like i could imagine you guys doing that to me or us doing it to you guys oh 100 percent, yeah you're, you're hanging on for dear life and you go yeah you're gonna be a cunt anymore no just <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah
1: no, i like that and, and again it it ends in a pub it's, um terry Cruz is fine and they've all got expendables tattoos um the world's a better place and it'll be interesting to see and concerning as well how many of these go into the new film because they are doing the number four aren't they
2: it's been announced isn't it but yeah it's it's i don't think the cast has been particularly announced yet no there's no plot or anything at the moment so they're just although there is more there is more of it now so what have we got um no one
1: no one so there's they've even got a script by the sounds of it have they
2: no but we none of the ones from number four of the new kids are in it
1: right it's that's awful. a shame because i would have liked uh ronda rousey to be in it I, I think especially in this new day and age like empowering people i think uh she would have been a, a brilliant female lead in this as well. I think it would have worked out well.
2: Yeah, no, you've but, got Megan Fox instead.
1: Oh, Megan Fox oh is in it. Yeah. Uh, Megan okay.
2: Fox, Nicole Andrews, don't know who that is. Sheila Shah, don't know who that is either. And Levy Tram, I don't know who that is either. Oh, oh dear, that's that's name. not good stuff.
1: They'll start having like YouTubers in it and people like that who people really don't give a shit about. Yeah,
2: exactly. So there's Tony Jar. Don't know who that is either. Eddie Hall's in it. I know like Tony oh, Jar. Eddie Eddie, Hall. Eddie Hall's the beast. Yeah. Oh
1: my God, he can't act at all. That's terrible. He's got a big part.
2: Surely. Fifty cents in it apparently. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, Andy Garcia and this, what's Jason what's, what's Statham called, sliced alone. Is this the new Expendables? Yeah.
0: Um, I already don't want to see it. But that's the okay. <laughs> case. That just oh, sounds horrible. <laughs> it, it's basically Stallone and Statham, and then let's scrape the barrel.
2: Yeah. But, well, yeah. it says "Expendables for the plot unknown, which was like we said before, that doesn't really matter because they're all the same.
1: But, yeah.
2: Um, it, there's no release date or anything, so it's obviously an early production.
1: It's um, Shit, that's and stuff. Concerning. But, that is concerning. Yeah, it's but, not the best. Well, yeah, I to say, but James Neal. Would you recommend, and what would you score, Expendables 3? James, go ahead. Uh,
0: two and a half. It was average. I don't, I don't regret watching it. I'm not watching it again. Um, <laughs> best bit was probably the first half an hour. Worst bit was the introduction of the new team and the fact that they, they could have done so much more with the story. And this is once again a film of what could have been, not what was, unfortunately. Oh, bless, bless. <laughs> Neil, what about you?
2: Five out of Five my out. mouth quite wide, <laughs> well, I have to be honest, this is my favorite out of the three um and I'm not joking. I'd oh watch this again, I'd recommend it because it's actually I imagine what this is what they were trying to do with expendables. um I found myself enjoying this the whole way through because of the tropes that I've seen in the first two. I was expecting it to be. Fucking terrible considering i gave it half a point for the number two because of how bad it was um and i was pleasantly surprised by it to be honest it's got those tropes in it but i think that there's the action scenes are better the acting is uh, can you say acting but the whole thing to me just was so much better than the other two and i'd i'd watch that one again quite happily and whereas i could happily never watch the first two So I'd quite happily give it a two and a half out of five.
0: Wow,
2: that's that's really good going. Yeah, and I actually did enjoy it and I'd watch it again. And I think the best bits, I think anything with Wesley Snipes in it was just brilliant. And Antonio Banderas was very good as well. And the worst bits, I think, were sort of the length of some of the action scenes and the introduction of the new team. As well was very tropey and you didn't give a shit about. Them. But that's that's what I think.
1: Yeah, no, fair play. I mean, I agree with you, mate. I, I, the first one we struggled with. I think we all did. The second one I think I liked more than anyone else. And this one again, it just improves. I know we've slated it, but we, we do watch it for a critical eye for everything. But as a an action film, it felt less Expendables than the last two. Mm. It felt more actiony, and they didn't use too many cheesy lines to reference themselves, which I think helps. And I just enjoyed it. I thought the story was better. I thought the the cast look now that like they're more comfortable in their role uh, and what they're supposed to be. And I just thought it's a a more enjoyable film because it doesn't feel like an Expendables film. It feels like a war film, like an action rescue film. So. I liked it. I'd give it three out of five. Um, I'd watch it again. I'd recommend it as a... You could watch this, I think, as a standalone film. Easy, couldn't you?
2: Yeah. I agree. Mm. I agree. It'd yeah, so, probably make you want to watch the first two, but then you'd regret watching them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend anyone watching the other two, but no. I'd just... Recommend this one and that's oh, it. See, but... I
2: love the first one. I really like the first one. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Is it? I love the first it's, one. It's man. not as bad as the second one. The second one is just absolute yeah. garbage.
1: Wow, but... I enjoyed the second one more than oh, the first one.
0: God oh, this is interesting. We all have a favorite
2: oh. one. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, this one surpasses both of those by a million miles. The first one, I, I can you can see what they're trying to do, but it was still <laughs> shit because it was just it was just so wooden. And the yeah. second one was basically, like Stu said, that um, Matey, Boy's, Matey Boy Boys, a caricature of himself. Um, oh, what's his name? Chuck can, Norris. Chuck Norris. Is, fucking but, love Chuck Norris. Isn't and, and you can't help but love him, but the whole film was a caricature. Every single one of them was a caricature of themselves. And it got very, very boring because of how much they sort of referenced themselves constantly. And yeah and you know it was it, i found that so hard to watch the second one
1: yeah um, i think if you you got to embrace i embraced it and i just thought i'm going to sink myself into this universe of utter cheese and self congratulations and I, I liked it more than the first one i think i was used to it though wasn't i
2: you were but and i get that but i just couldn't do what you did and you're obviously a bigger and better man than me cause
1: oh, i i've got a small brain that's all <laughs>
2: Because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I could not do it, you
1: know. So yeah, I'm so go. easily pleased. That's what it is. But yeah, so that is our review of Expendables three. If you've just come into this one, we've got one and two as well, which we've been um, speaking about, and they are available now on all good podcasting platforms, along with our review of um, the four trailer that's just uh, been released. Um, so Neil, what have you chosen for our next? pop pick for next week what's it going to be my friend
2: well i've got a choice of three so i don't know if you want to put a poll out but it all does depend if young james is going to be with us but I'd, I, the one i'd like to really do is john wick Two. but i think even the mention of that has made him want to run away oh, no, 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 mate, and find I something to else you, to I do i want to get
0: it over and done with i want to
2: get it over and done with because so they're be, pulling a plaster off I yeah, knew he was going to happen yeah. it'd be nice to do the franchise wouldn't it you know, we've done a few franchises and we've never finished that one off. I know yeah, you it was, yeah. you've spoken it? about the first one. It'll be a divided pod
1: out. as well, 100% divided pod. It'll yeah. be entertaining. So
2: so that would be the top of my list. And well, then, sort yeah, of. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Hancock, um, the Will Smith film, because people seem to really dislike that film. So it'll be I, interesting to see what people think.
1: I hate it, yeah.
2: And Jumanji with The Rock, because. We don't usually do a lot of comedies and it'd be interesting to see what everyone thinks of that film. It, so, it will, because uh, comedies my... are
1: just so personal opinion, aren't they? Yes. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Where you could so... have someone in the cinema pissing themselves laughing or you could have someone just straight face thinking when's this going to be funny? So.
2: Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're my three. So I th- I'd hope that we can do John Wick 2 next week as long as we can tie James down to a chair to watch it and be there to talk about it
1: yeah we'll definitely do that, we'll kidnap him and uh, hold him hostage by the use of Mel Gibson and don't allow anyone to rescue him and then we can do it (laughs) sounds like a plan (laughs) excellent well that is it for this week and I hope everyone enjoyed the pod it's quite a short one than usual when does that speak volumes about The Expendables three?
0: It was no Shakespeare, was it? <laughs> it
1: certainly wasn't. No, it wasn't. But thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, you've heard the films we're going to be doing. Uh, yeah, just take care and uh, join us next week. Cheers.